What's up, party people? You know one of the worst things about being a self-employed performer? That's right, it's your tax. If you're sick and tired of collecting all your receipts and guessing your way through your tax rebate, well, I know the people that can remove the stress and make it as simple as five, six, seven, eight. That's right, it's Theat Accounts. They're an accounting company that specialize in working with performers. So they know all the things that we can claim back and it's so simple. You upload your invoices and bank statements to their website and they do all the work for you. It's cheap, it's easy, and once you try it, I guarantee you will not regret it. It has changed my tax life. Just email info at theataccounts.co.uk. That's theat, T-H-E-A-T, accounts. So again, that's info at theataccounts.co.uk. Make sure you tell them you're from the Ins and Outs podcast and you'll get some five-star VIP treatment. You will get treated like a king. Honestly, they've changed my life. They've made it so much easier. They've removed the stress from tax and they can do the same for you. Boom. What's up guys? Recently I've been working with an incredible company called Quiet Media. Quiet Media create beautiful video reels, vocal reels, self-tapes, music videos and many, many more. So if you're looking to capture your idea on a video or via audio, then Quiet Media is for you. Go to quietmedia.co.uk or find them on Instagram at quiet underscore media. That's quietmedia.co.uk or at quiet underscore media. Also, don't forget to tell them that you're from the Ins and Outs podcast to receive that special luxury treatment. I promise you, you will not regret investing in this company to help you capture your imagination or your creativity. That's quietmedia.co.uk. Pow. The Ins and Outs podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs podcast, I speak to the incredibly talented dancer, choreographer and creative Liam Lunnis. Liam tells us a bit about his journey and how he got to where he is today. He's had such a, such, wow, such a successful career at only the age of, I believe he's 31, the same as me. I might be wrong, but I believe I'm right. Um, yeah, super inspiring conversation. I hope you enjoy this episode. There's lots of information and knowledge to gain from this episode. Here is Liam Lunnis. Boom, and we're in. My man, thank you so much for talking to me on this very sweaty Tuesday lunchtime. <laughs> I, my, my flat is like a greenhouse, so I'm literally, I feel you had to turn my fan off so it doesn't interrupt the audio. I just turned so. mine off as well. <laughs> um. You just got back in London, right? Yes. Where were you? Uh, in Milan. Ooh, doing what? Um, God, I sound like I, I was working. <laughs> uh, my uh, my partner lives there as well, so it's a double win. Double but win. I was out there working, yeah. Nice. Doing anything exciting? Um, yeah, I just did a campaign um, with two models that I have kind of like dreamt to work with and it happened so I feel very grateful and lucky and can't wait for it to be released it was I think it's probably my favorite thing I've ever done oh wow then yeah who are these models tell us more that's a big deal 
I actually, oh my god, I sound like a dick, but you I, got, I do you do an NDA? Yeah, you yeah, an NDA. I did. Okay, I did, that, mate. That so happens I a lot. <clears throat> um, I wouldn't say it's my favourite thing because it's movement. I've, I work predominantly now as a movement director, so it was. It's my definitely one of my favourite movement things that I've done, just because of the experience, the models, what the the results that I was getting from it. I think I I really really connected with these these two models and there was like a, a trust that kind of formed instantly so therefore i was able to push them into places that like i don't think they've ever been pushed before mm. um and the result that their energy together was incredible it's it's really intriguing working with a different talent because i'm so used to working with actors and pop like pop stars like music artists mm. and dancers like working with people that have like a different language in their body um, and exploring kind of what I do with them, mm. it, it becomes such a, an interesting end result. Yeah, and when, I, I think it really worked. When you say that you do like movement with them or you do movement direction, like what does that entail? Like, what is that? Like, do you be like, just walk to the left? Yeah, no. So this is a photo shoot and a video. So it's it a campaign for a fashion brand. So it's um, imagine just like two strangers meeting each other for the first time. Mm. And you've got to make them look like superstars, basically. They are superstars in their own right. But you're merging energies of two very different people that have never met. Mm. They've definitely heard of each other because they're like, they're, they know of each other because they're it's obviously like when you've got dancers, you know of certain dancers and you, pop stars, they know each other, but maybe they haven't met. It was that situation. So they yeah. obviously were very friendly with each other, but I had to create a relationship between them. And it's almost like I create kind of like a safe space for them. And then I give them direction on what they're doing. Mm. Um, I can go into this in depth. How yeah. much do you want of this? Yeah, go. Give it. <laughs> Tell me. Teach us. Um, yeah. So basically, yeah. Um, it's it's like a you create an energy of how you want um and you'll have like mood boards and stuff of kind of like the the vibe that you want just as much as you would have for a music video or a, a musical performance that you'd have a treatment right that you would create and say this is kind of what i produce so you do that but then something that's really important to me is is making things original and so you have to take inspiration from those mood boards and create it into your own language. Now, I usually take a couple assistants the day before to kind of workshop ideas, what's in my brain to create new movements. And then I put that on to the models on set. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously it's a very, it's a very interactive experience because the energy that you have of dancers might not be the same as the models. Mm -hmm. And basically you, you kind of manipulate their energies together to create the end result of what you want. So you're kind of looking at it, you're directing as you go, you're putting them into poses or positions and you're kind of directing them through a journey to enable them to create something that they haven't touched before. Mm. Um, and yeah. Is it, That's what I was doing. is it really, is it more difficult to communicate with like say a model who maybe isn't used to taking I know they take direction, but I guess it's different mm. to how like a dancer would take direction. You know, we are it's very different. We're professional yeah. guinea pigs. Like, it's a yeah, it's a completely different experience, especially with models. Like, they go on set and they give you what they are. Mm. You know, you as a dancer, you go into a rehearsal room and you replicate movement from the choreographer. Mm. Um, 
unless you're doing like a freestyle four eights in a piece you're basically yeah you're you're, you're trying to you're, become someone else <laughs> you're doing yeah you're doing somebody else's movement where with this it's more of a these models go to set they do exactly what they want to do and then they piece out so actually quite it's there is movement direction in fashion for sure but it's definitely a new uh, thing in the last i mean mainstream mm-hmm. i think it's like a newer thing that's being introduced um so some of these models have never worked with a, a choreographer movement director before mm. so it's quite a daunting experience for me as well but i think i i i think with my choreographic background and working with so many dancers and students and actors in film and stuff you kind of create a vocabulary and you create your own form of um communication and direction mm. and i think um yeah it, it kind of it's very different because you're, you you i don't want to take away the identity of that model but it's almost like enhancing it and like uh making them feel like they are the greatest thing in the world and that they're it's basically i i create a safe environment for them yeah. and i just i bring out things in them that they have themselves i i don't ever want to feel like i'm pushing my agenda onto onto models and talent like that mm. even when i work with pop stars it's like it's not like i want to be like well i'm sat in my right hip so this is where we're going to go it's yeah. like okay that left hip looks great on you and actually like you going up in that rather than dipping in it looks mm. great so let's like work off of that it's it's all direction um rather than me being like if i was with a dancer i'd be a completely different person because i'm like your elbow isn't at 90 yeah. so push it up and <laughs> drop that left finger <laughs> do you know what I mean? because i know <laughs> you have the ability to do that you know yeah exactly it's it's a very it's a very different form of communication working with the two different artists a dance artist and a and a i guess i guess like a hero talent i guess of what whatever you're doing yeah so obviously yeah. You know you've worked with so many different talents now over say the past well i want to say 10 years now you've probably been choreographing right yeah mate it's, it's literally been i think i stopped dancing at 21 22. yeah because like because yeah. we started at the same time mm-hmm. i think we both did our was it our, your first one of our first jobs together for Duke i think you have yeah yeah I think... that was my first ever job but i always forget about it and i remembered it <laughs> I remembered it yesterday when I was like, I'm speaking to Liam tomorrow. Like, I need to like, like, let's have a little. I always try and like think about like stuff that maybe we've worked together with experiences. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, we danced on the side of a swimming pool together. Like, I think I think I choreographed that. Yeah, you. Yeah, you I think did. That was my first. I think that was one of my first choreography jobs. And you were this new kid from Manchester. No, I was from Wales, but I oh, pretended. Wales, but I pretended I was from Manchester, so I could do. No, so I could stay there. Yeah, because no, but it was in Manchester. Yeah, because yeah. it was all local dancers. So she's like, "I've got all these local dancers. There's this new kid, Kane." And I remember that. I it's so weird. I can't tell you what the hell that job was, but I know that I was at a swimming pool. I'm sure we would. <laughs> it was like we were cheerleaders on the side of the swimming pool. It was like every time, like, oh, okay, someone yeah. won a race. Remember, like the 2020 cricket. Mate, I was about to say, yeah, I remember doing the cricket after. It was that, the so similar it kind of concept. Sporting events. Yeah. And I just remember oh, us being gosh. dressed in like horrendous clothes. Yeah. We look like really shit lifeguards. <laughs> this is hilarious because like, I think throughout my career, I've definitely been like a yes man. Like there's nothing. I've always been trying to like be, stay very humble and grounded and been like, I always, um, nothing is ever above me. Mm-hmm. And I think back of like, the, the the variety of work that i have done in my career 
which is hilarious thinking about like doing like a cheerleading thing for a sports team and then what i've just done now it's like i probably yeah. still would do the cheerleading thing yeah if it worked out because it's swimmer. like yeah mate honestly every experience that i've that i've been lucky enough to have has somehow formed who i am today as a creative as a as a as an artist so that even that moment there like maybe that taught me about how crowd interact with performances you know Mm. because in that job that we did it was about hyping the audience and making them feel energized and happy and seeing what worked and what made crowd crowds like feel a wave of happiness which therefore can then translate if i'm doing an award show choreography piece i know what kind of things maybe would please the viewer you know it's it's all it's all hand in hand so i'm proud of those moments yeah crazy so so over the say this last decade you have worked with like such a variety of you know dancers actors singers (laughs) now models and stuff like that and all different events do you have have you kind of figured out a preference to who you who you prefer working with or what kind of artist you prefer to work with because you know some people be like oh i only want to work with like dancers and britney spears hashtag free britney um yeah. <laughs> but, but like and other people are like oh i'm quite like like you said you're open to do everything but do you have a preference of what you no no purely because um i'm so grateful for every interaction that i have and every every talent that i work with brings me such a different experience like i work a lot on my own now mm. um i mean i have for a long long time um so i think working with different types of people it never feels like my job is the same Mm. and this is something that i feel like um i'm really grateful for is that i do have such a versatile schedule yeah um it could be working with a band it could be working with a model it could be working with 20 dancers it could be working with 400 dancers it could be you know it's such a variety of things um and I feel I've never felt as confident as I felt as a as an artist than I do now, and it's purely because of working with all the. I I believe personally for myself, it's because of working with all these different things and just taking every experience and being grateful for it and kind of just going, yeah, let's have it, let's do it, and let's create a great experience from whatever is given to me. I always try and find the light in everything, and if I was to say that I enjoy one over the other, then I'm kind of like putting a block on something that possibly may be enjoyable for me so Mm. I have no like preference because we can turn everything into gold you know Mm. yeah for sure I I will get to like you know what made you find you know dance and performing but what made you find because we're on the topic what made you find yourself wanting to do choreography and be a choreographer because you know a lot of people go into the um they go down the route of I was a dancer and then they go, you know, what's the next phase? Or yeah. they really love making choreography and they want to choreograph uh, Chris Brown or Britney Spears yeah. or Christina Aguilera. You know, yeah. they have this goal. What what made you go, oh, I want to dance for people on the side of a swimming pool? Like, Mate, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's always been my goal. Even I never really wanted to be a dancer. Mm. Um, I just was a dancer because that's what was given to me. And I was like, okay, that, that sounds fun. I'd like to do a music video, you know? It was like a, a fun thing. Um, Ever since I was little, ironically, I had such a passion for um, fashion. Mm. There used to be a show called um, Shrofsky Rocks, and it was um, they used to bring artists on 
and their models used to catwalk. It's, but it was basically, it kind of felt like Victoria's Secret, but it was filmed in London. And I remember watching that and going, okay, I want to create something like that. And I was obsessed with models. All my, I used to create mood boards when I was like a teenager. Um, and it all had like Tom Ford campaigns and um, there was photographers that I was obsessed with. Everything actually was based around fashion. And I remember watching the Brit Awards and loving watching the performances. So I always knew that I kind of wanted to merge those things. Um, when I was a teenager, I was at school and I used to do um, charity fashion shows um, at my local like sports hall. Um, I did two, one for a premature baby, um, a family friend, raised money for her and then one for the Teenage Cancer Trust. And I used to get all my friends, we used to rehearse in the hall at school. I used to get all the schools from my local area in Colchester and I used to audition them. We used to do like uh, runway practicing um I used to choreograph dance routines um and we used to put on these shows when I was a kid so I knew that I wanted to merge those kind of things when I was 14 years old and then I kind of went through college even when I was at college like I was taught by Christian Storm and I was obsessed with him he was like my hero and he used to have me assist him on everything that we used to do at college and then took me as an assistant after I graduated Sick. Um, so even when I was in that room with him, like he, we have very similar aesthetics in terms of he's very fashion minded as well. And he's very, very creative man. And I used to watch that and used to assist him. Like I remember assisting something and everyone was like nearly 10 years older than me, like eight to 10 years older. I was like, what have you done, Christian? Um, (laughs) you literally, but he was so, he was so giving in, in that way. And uh, even then I was like, right. I was like 19, 20. Yes, in my like the pinnacle of my dance career, like I was very mm. lucky to be successful in my dance career. But I, even then, I was like, right, I was watching how everyone was doing everything and knew that I wanted to do that. It was it's always been a goal, mm. um, and I feel so grateful to be able to do that now. And it, it still feels weird now. Even people go, "Oh, what do you do?" And I'm like, I feel like I have to really justify what I do and like explain it in depth. But I'm like, no, actually, Liam, I think you're all right now. You can you can probably say that you're a choreographer. Yeah, you can definitely say it now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe at 21, it's a hard push to sell. Yeah. Like, it's a hard thing to sell. But yeah. no, yeah, I think you've definitely, you've established that point. It's, it's a very, very, it was a very difficult transition. Um, even mentally, like personally. Because I think, feel like as performers, we're always apologising. Mm. Um, I don't know what that is. Maybe if it, it's like the technical training, doing ballet and jazz and all modern and stuff, and knowing that you have to follow a certain route and you're, you're never really good enough like you can always be, better. always be better so there's always this like unapologetic kind of energy that we have in ourselves um but yeah it's definitely something that I always wanted to do and I feel proud of that now it's weird how everything kind of does full circle yeah what college yeah. did you go to uh Tiffany Theatre College Tiffany and how old were you when you went there because you can go there from 16 so young. Oh. yeah 16 dope what and was I graduated like? after two years um which my principal wasn't pleased about, but um, Mark Paid Summers. Yeah, I bet, Mark they, Summers. I bet they won't hesitate to advertise you now, though. Like... I, 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 I am honestly, um, the college for me are incredible. Like my principal, she was the one that um, I'll do anything for her. Mm. God, she's like my queen. 
she uh i used to go to a really small school in colchester that was in like a drama studio of a secondary school it was an hour of dance hour of singing hour of drama mm. and she came to watch one of our shows and she came to me and it was kind of like a sister company of of tsa which was the kids school at the time she was like you need to come to my school i have a performance that i need to put you in that's it i was like oh okay very like she's just very direct like you're coming to rehearsals saturday 10 o'clock let's go i was like okay and since then, she has been that kind of person, Chris Campbell Welsh, by the way, um, CC Dubs. Um, she kind of like nurtured me and was like, pushed me like, oh, you're doing that now. And even when I was at college, like she knew I wanted to choreograph. So she was like, okay, choreograph a number. I was like, oh, okay. Gave me free, free reign to do what I wanted. Gave me a studio, mm. you know, free studio space and just let me do everything. Um, love her. It's so good. I think this is what we're so lucky with in the dance community to have kind of mentors like that because mm. it's such i think dance and performing is such a personal experience and it's very vulnerable because you're so young and you're like suddenly you're like throwing a girl around your shoulders like there's so much trust mm. or you're like being intimate with someone in an acting scene or you're standing in front of 100 people singing a song about your friend dying you know it's like it's very very exposing and vulnerable so i think you kind of like create such trusting relationships which enables you to really excel in every every way mm. I don't, what we're we talking about i do this so I much just, no no you do <laughs> i'll just go off on a tangent sorry uh it was, i asked you what tiffany was like TS, yeah i went to tiffany theater college it was great since then um i worked there as a teacher and we kind of formulated a commercial course um nice. and i worked there solidly for about three years like very intensely um two times a week and kind of being a creative consultant for the college which was incredible. Some of the students that came out of that program are gangsters. Nicole Hastings, Ken, Alfie Williams, Becky Wong, Emily Haygarth, Alice Justine. I mean, I, I, the list goes on. I can name loads. The very, very mm. good dancers that I love with my heart. And it became such a, an incredible space for us to, for me to learn as a creative. Mm. And obviously for them to trial and test things as performers and i love tiffany so much they're actually that, just moving that's a great new, thing that's a great thing about you being able to like uh, then as well to be able to teach at a college is that you get to practice creating stuff as well 100%. as just teaching and they get to practice you know being created on any young choreographer or aspiring choreographer if you can get a teaching slot at a college rather than a studio that is my recommendation mm. because um one you're getting paid which is great because we have bills to pay yeah. but two you can create actual relationships with human beings and not depend on numbers in a class for a figure mm -hmm. um, and feeling a stress of camera work mm. um, you can you literally have like a playground of people that are itching to learn you can form a relationship of trust which is so important because we're again even with dancers this is a side note i see so many dancers like put posts up of them dancing being like oh my god so messy but had such a fun class like the, the the pressure of filming in classes at the moment is well not at the moment the last few years has been so intense that it kind of i think it makes you it dims your shine a little bit because you're thinking more about that than actually doing anything else so as a creative you, it's the same pressure dancers feel it but the creative feels it because obviously that that routine is going to go on everyone's instagrams and it's not only just that dance, but ultimately it's that person's class. Mm. So there's like a, there's, there's an equal energy of feeling vulnerable. 
Um, and in a college situation, that's not that's not a thing. So you can just feel relaxed, feel free. You can test things, you can trial things. And even if it looks crap, you're like, okay, well, that's mm. going nowhere. And no one's seeing that. But then you can learn such different, like, tools in order to create great things. It's yeah. such an amazing it, thing. It's definitely a generational change because obviously, you know, you and I are the same pretty much the same age we started yeah. at like similar times and yeah. we come through this quite a similar like you know pathway of the time frame that we did it in and uh yeah. class now is it is pressure it's so much different to what it used to be compared to you know when i used to go to pineapple because that was the only yeah. thing around you know people, we didn't film like oh my god there's no such thing as or we a did camera. on like a on like a nokia or a yeah Blackberry, and like in so the mirror was... that you can't even see the face but it just wasn't a thing like it was never like a pressure no. you know it, it, i was more concerned about who might see me in the class you know oh, like, 100%. oh cisco's here or, or jerry's yeah. in the window or like 100%. you know that was more of the pressure whereas i took class um a few weeks back at base and it was a cool class like enjoyed it but they were filming and there was this chick with the camera in my face literally like you know when they're trying to get like the shots to promote the class like i don't know i guess yeah. they're gonna do like a close one i felt like she was here and you yeah. know, like i wanted to be like bitch you're in my bubble two meters and yeah. <laughs> like i'm trying Where's to concentrate yeah and i'm trying to concentrate i'm trying yeah, to learn yeah. and it's, it's throwing me off and it's, it's such a you know i'm all for the filming i do think it's great because it helps you practice being under pressure but i think there's a time and a place for it and i think that's a cool thing is that at colleges i don't feel like like you said that yeah. isn't really a thing at colleges no. like I, I don't know if it ever will be i kind of hope it doesn't because I'm, I'm not the guy who films class like no to me i, I can't think about picking up a phone or getting the camera I, mate, i'm I not the barely... guy in the teacher's class it's it's a very it's a very different world for me it's it, but even like I see it, like I get it, like I mm. totally get it. It's marketing. It's marketing. I get it because even when I I follow these studios and I sit, they they take films of people's class to be like at five thirty, come and take contemporary fusion with someone. Someone. Yeah. I'm like, I get it because then you can see the style, you can understand it. I do feel it bad because I'm like, there's this poor person that's probably taking their first class in the back corner. <laughs> Has got Scooby what they're doing. <laughs> suddenly they're all over Instagram being DM to all dancers. I feel a bit bad. Going um, down in but, flames. Yeah, lit. But I do get it. It's such a weird thing. I think colleges are great. Actually a bit sad because I've seen so many colleges closing. Mm. And um, this is no shade on the big colleges. But obviously, like, this is why social media and all this stuff is such a weird thing. Because it's more about now kind of like a social uh what's the word like you feel like you're better as a dancer if you say one of the big colleges hmm. it don't mean shit no and i feel like people go to these big colleges which are great by the way i've got no shade on any college whatsoever i think everyone is doing an incredible job and if you're if you're trained if you're an uh, an establishment that is promoting performing and the arts then i love you so much so there's no shade or no hate to anyone but i feel like these kids they, they go into these big colleges and it feels like the dance studio sometimes. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I wish that there was, um, I, I, everything's changing. I can't, I can't bear with it. I'm a bit of sensitive. So, so I find it all very weird, but I see a load of these little small colleges closing and it makes me so sad because someone's opened that with a passion and tried so hard. 
I don't know. I guess it's COVID as well, and everything is affecting everything. Oh, I don't even well, get that's, started. That's, that's got everyone, but we won't go down that route. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, no, that's. You're yeah. all doing great. I You're love all... you all. Yeah, we're going to be fine. Keep going. Um, I have to keep telling myself this every morning. Do you have a when you're choreographing a job for yeah. I guess dance? Do you have a creative process? Is there a way that you prepare yourself? Do you have a certain regime? Do you normally go, okay, I'm going to get, I've got to create a three minute number for a song for an award show. I'm going to get 20 people in a studio and create, or do you do it on your own? Do you have assistance? What's your process of creating uh, Liam magic? Um, very, very different for everything. Um, what is hilarious is that I think in the pinnacle of my like dance choreo mm. career, um, I was prepping my choreography in my bedroom on my own. Like I think of like performances that I've done for like EMA awards, for instance, mm. they, they would be prepped in me in my pajamas in front of my mirror in my bedroom. And I have, it's so funny. I like was looking for my camera roll the other day. And I was looking at all these prep videos and I was like, imagine if this artist or these people knew that there's me in my like boxes, like prepping this, <laughs> prepping this big, like international award show choreo. Um, it's very, very different. I actually, um, I'm very particular in what I create and it sounds very selfish, but I don't like anyone's input because mm. um, I want to create it. And I want to feel like it's mine because um, I, if it fucks up, then it's my fault. Where if I have other people doing it or putting inputting, also the other way, if it's great, do I deserve all that credit myself? No, because I've had an assistant do it. But are they getting a, are they getting a credit for it? No. Mm. So I kind of take ownership. I, I do have assistants, but. If I have an assistant, it would be very much to look after what I've set or yeah. what I'm prepping. Or, for instance, if I'm doing something and I've got two hands up and my assistant does it with a right hand rather than the left hand, I'm like, oh, that looks nice. But I would never go, can you just like put together this really? Maybe I've done it once on, I did a TV show called Little Big Shots and Christabel assisted me. And she did a, a four eight section of a chorus. But then even when I, when I, she'll know this, but even when I watch that, I'm like, oh, can we just look at that other eight? I don't know. I'm just very particular on things like that. I don't really have assistance for that way. Mm. If they're an assistant, they're not an assistant to create choreography because if they're making choreography, they're a choreographer, but they're not an assistant. Yeah. So I don't know. Because they're like, there's different, there's like so many different approaches. And, <clears throat> you know, f from working with such a wide variety of choreographers, seeing everyone else's approaches, like some choreographers I've worked for, like, they, they don't even teach you the combo. Like, you know, yeah. they don't yeah, teach yeah. you the combo. They don't know the combo. They don't yeah. know, like, and they're just there overlooking and then say, and it's normally the Americans, which this happens with, like a big American choreographer will come in. They'll be in the room. Their assistant will do pretty much everything and they'll just sit and overlook it and go, I don't like it. Change that bit. You yeah. know, and they don't actually do any oh, of the no. choreography and, you know, they have yeah. their step maker do it. Yeah. But you're, you're very hands-on, kind of a one-man team. Oh, 100%. I definitely have like a few people that I use and I like, uh, I'm kind of like, I can feel myself like starting to mentor a couple people mm. um, in order to kind of like, because being a choreographer is one thing, but being a choreographer, I've actually never found my, I am a choreographer, 
but like everything that I create has like a visual concept to it rather than just like steps. That's why I don't really like teaching in studios because I'm like, just I'm going to give you what you really need, guys, because you've got all these incredible choreographers that create incredible movements. But I, I, you might come to my class and be like, oh, I didn't feel like I exhausted my body as much or that I did anything. Like I'm just very, I'm a definitely like a visual creative. Mm-hmm. And like, for instance, if I'm creating a choreography, I need to know the creative before I'm doing the choreo because it needs to link, you know, it's, it's like a very, like, I don't like separating steps from overall vision. Mm. Um, so I think every, every, every process is different. There are some things like, for instance, I've been doing live theater recently. Um, and I definitely will get a crew of like, a, a, a workshop crew of people that I put together. And for instance, I'm going to Vegas, hopefully, in a couple months to do a show. And there we've got a cast that of specialty acts and dancers that we can workshop on. Mm. You know, it feels that's a very different process. Like a but if it's, crew. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, but for and like for film and stuff, you have to do that also because mm. the director kind of wants to see it. Yeah, well, you can't just rock up on there and be like, "So this is what we're going to do." No, like... <laughs> where it's it's very different in music because there isn't. I mean, yeah, the artist might have a little bit of a sale, the management or something, but it's never really like a full, like you are, as a choreographer, you're kind of the director. And this is what I love. I'm seeing a lot of the American choreographers and some of the British choreographers actually um, starting to take over as director as well, because as a choreographer, we do so much. Mm. And it's a very, a close friend of mine. um, She works as a movement coach and a choreographer. And it's, there's this weird thing about how choreographers are doing so much more than telling dancers what to do. Mm. Like you suddenly are like doing camera placement or you're, you're working with the director in order to create things. And I don't know, it's, it's so nice seeing in America, there's a lot of choreographers that are becoming directors as well now for mm. them things. It's not like they're going to go and fucking direct a uh, play. It's yeah. like they're directing like choreographic heavy pieces because they understand what Mm. needs to happen and the language that needs to happen in order for it to excel Mm. because it's like putting a chef that specializes in pastries and asking them to cook a japanese sushi dish yeah do you know what i mean it's like we all have our skills and strengths and it's like where do we match those things again i've forgotten what we're talking about no no you do What what part of being a choreographer do you find the most difficult? Or being a creative? Because you're more than a choreographer. Because like we said, um, you do more than yeah. just create steps. What What's the most challenging part? The lack of security. As in financially? No. Uh, as in um, feeling respect from productions. Mm. Or um, having like a security. I think like it's like a thing that was very aware isn't it dancers network and all this movement that's happening now um of feeling like the bottom of the barrel even though you give so much yourself mm. and that panics me not even for me personally but for our industry i mean it is changing i actually saw a thing cisco posted a comment on a so good right oh mate on um I don't know if he was the director or the producer. I think it was the producer. Producer, I think it was. Not tagging any of the dancers in the Normani. But doing video. the makeup video, makeup, hair. Yeah, I see it all the, mate, I see it all the time. 
It is literally uh, me and Polly Bennett um, works on the Bohemian Rhapsody film. I think our credits came underneath the gaffers. And it's like, um, like that whole Live Aid scene and Polly's work with Rami, like, oh, it just deserves like, like I think it's like the, the last quarter of the credits. Yeah. And it's it's a bit like, it's the same thing, like not not tagging the dancers. Okay, let's take the dancers away then. Yeah. What product but let's have, have the nail, man- like no disrespect again on the manicurist, like that's an art form. Yeah. But like if the if you if you're tagging creative art teams, um normally dancers the, are the, the yeah, visual aspect the dancers, to everything. Yeah, let's take away the choreographer and the dancers and let's see what um let's see what happens with that video. Mm. Art direction, incredible. Direction, incredible. But 60% of that video was dance and choreography based, mm. even in terms of camera work. Without a choreographer, that wouldn't have happened. And I'm like an old lady now. Um, YSL, I think it was, posted a fashion film and they only tagged the director. Now, this director is um, renowned for working with Ryan Heffington. Mm-hmm. So it was clear that it was him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, okay, this is great. Fashion, dance, really cool. But, oh, so we're only tagging one person? Like, yeah. it's like a, such a thing for me. I'm like, let's take away the dance and the choreography then. What have you got? You've literally got nothing. Even the composer of the track, where's that? Okay, let's take away the music and let's just have the clothes on the floor, mm. shall we? I don't know. I just think it's like so. I I comment everything. Yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. Where's the where's the choreographer credit? Or like, great. I love that you're using dance and exploring this art form. But like, who did it? Because um, we don't know anything. Mm. And I think people, even like general public, are starting to pick up on it now. But I am definitely that. Yeah. Well, now the difference is, it's not us sending an email it's not us just complaining you know the the pro of social media i guess is we can voice our concern and it kind of be visual to everyone else to go oh yeah the same way as it does in every other aspect where something is voiced and concerned but for us this really plays up like pays in our hand yeah you know the muggles and i ask like i i kind of hope and wish every dancer i think there's such a scare thing like oh my god i don't want to be the person that speaks up and says something never well, been that person yeah you're safe with <laughs> like yes you can be a, there's one thing being a prick there's one thing just speaking up for what you believe in and um i think you're in a safe i mean if it's even if it's just me i'm sure every other choreographer and creative what dancers are scared of choreographers and creative seeing those people speak up but actually i think it'll make us love you more because it shows that you're we're all on the same team like we don't mm. want to be like for me it's like even when i for instance project I did I got a trailer and the dancers were held in a gazebo and there there was like I had a trailer for myself that was like bigger than my lounge Mm. and these dancers were put in something that was the size of my bathroom so I said I'd I gave the trailer to the dancers obviously and I let everyone share it and they were like why are the dancers in here I was like because we're all here to do the same Mm. thing so why do I get it and they don't I understand that I'm on a maybe a higher level contractually but mm. does without them there's no me so we'll do that all together and i'll speak up and some people i mean i got a written warning for it but i don't care give you me a written warning i'm quite similar i've always been the guy to speak up if i don't agree with something on a job because lots of people yeah. you know you know they're quite nervous to it and i've never been that person but it was kind of a time where and maybe i didn't always do it in the best way because i was young and dumb and testosterone through the roof but I was always just feeling like I was never asking for anything more than what I actually deserved. 
Yeah. But it was in a time when we we as dancers like complaining about it, but we didn't really have anyone to back us or do anything about it. So then I would always be the voice and I feel like I was always the one then that would get we don't like him. He's a problem. Yeah, I mean, but I understand that as well. Uh, yeah, I, 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 so I, I understand this. But now, I, even on now that same dancers yeah. network, it's like, yeah. oh, now that now someone has a backing. So if someone was to like, now you don't even need to do it. You just go dancers yeah. network. Can you help us fight this problem? Yeah. You know? Well, I, I would say to you, like as a dancer, not you as a dancer, like as a dancer generally, mm. be very careful on how you how of you course. compose yourself in those situations because um it can really it can really backfire on you mm. because ultimately how do i describe it like like i just said we're all on the same team yeah so like it's it's worth of, of like i remember one dancer really kicking up a fuss for me once on a job things for valid but like it completely ruined that day experience for me because their presence and their energy completely was transforming my whole cast mm. and i was like okay i understand this issue but now you're creating an issue for me and if you really cared about our art like we would be one team and we'd be all together but you're not even trusting me now you're taking it upon yourself to create a bad energy for everyone in the room mm. so therefore i don't want to hire that person anymore yeah for sure but but there's but not because they had a problem yeah because of how they composed themselves with that problem mm. And if they had communicated it with me, a team member of theirs, if they had communicated it with their agent and we would have formed something against the producers, it would be a team effort. But instead, you were they were kind of using it as a tool. I felt like it became like, you're just doing it to be a prick now. Yeah. Because I, I've addressed it and I'm, we're, we're rectifying it because I've already done it before you've even thought about it. And I, I feel bad because I feel like as dancers that we ha that like it gets everyone's backs up like instantly. If any little thing goes wrong, it's like, oh my god, can you believe? Like it's like, calm down, we're a team. Also, you're a dancer doing something that's incredible. Don't forget that. Enjoy your spirit experience that you're living in right now, rather than trying to taint it with this "I deserve better," which we do. But we're all one team, and we're all working towards one goal. It's not going to happen instantly. Trust in me. Trust in your agencies. Trust that there is change happening. Don't let it ruin your experience because you're going to look back in five years and go, did I actually live in the moment of these things? Because I was so upset because I got given a sandwich 15 minutes later than the actors got given a sandwich. As an example, you know? Yeah. Like, let's let's work on this together. This is a team effort. We're a community. We love each other and we're empowering each other for change. But don't compose yourself to be like, um, I'm not going on set or like I saw someone like screaming at the second AD. The poor bitch didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. She'd been thrown <laughs> into this job about, and it was about overtime, which is great. But like, go sweet. I'm getting overtime. My agent can look after it. If they, I'll, I'll relay it to my choreographer. He can then mm. do whatever it needs to do rather than like tainting the whole, like putting a cloud over the whole cast that suddenly makes everyone feel like they're being treated badly. I don't know. It's just be, be very, very selective on how you compose yourself because ultimately you're still in that experience together. And like by living in that way, I don't understand how it's going to progress change because ultimately it becomes a very negative situation. Mm. And that's where you do go, right, I'll replace you then. Because it yeah. isn't about the problem, it's about your composure. And it's mm. about your energy and how you're transforming that. Not saying that you have to dim down your shine or like dim down your frustration. No, but communicate rather than doing it the other way. Um, yeah, so 
it's the security of things. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> security of like, uh, especially with COVID at the moment, I think for mm-hmm. me, like I've had, there was two projects that were the biggest projects I've ever had and they were postponed. Mm. Um, so it's really upsetting for me because I don't know when they're coming and even mm. if it can go ahead still, because I mean, we've seen it all over social media, about 60,000 people in Wembley Stadium for the football. And then like these jobs that we're Cinderella's for. Not, not opening this week. Yeah, mate. Oh like... my God. It literally makes me want to cry. I feel horrendous. I, and I mean, this is a broken record because we're seeing it everywhere and we're all very aware and exposed to it. But it's the security of our industry, really, that's making me sad. Colleges closing, mm. um, shows not opening, um, tours not going ahead, TV shows not being produced, mm. um, which all dance studios struggling because no one's going to class because they're scared of COVID. Or, or, or they just can't, they're not allowed the numbers in. Yeah, they're not allowed like, the numbers you know, in. Uh, obviously, they are now. We, we had Freedom Day yesterday. Congratulations. Um, we're free, apparently. But, uh, like, even, like, a base where it's, like, you know, they're limited capacity, so the biggest studio's only allowed, what, 30-something people. So yeah. we used to have 80 people in. So someone's lost such a huge amount of their, their wage and their weekly income, you know? Yeah. Like, even if they wanted it to be full, it's not allowed to yeah. be. Just stuff like yeah. that. But obviously, we're back to normality for now. Yeah. So sad. But anyway, yeah, speak up, speak up publicly. <laughs> like yeah. if you don't see a credit or you say something, I feel like it's right to say something there because it's like you're you're going to get at them in that in that free moment. Mm. And like Cisco's thing, I loved it. And he conducted like, it you... so well. He oh, wrote it so This is what I mean, composure. It's composed because you're not coming for someone, you are. Yeah. You're saying like you're explaining it to make them go like, do you understand mm. this? Which is dope because you know we all know Cisco can go for someone if he wants. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, but it's it's like a it's a maturity in your composure. Yeah, because it's like going, oh, I love like for instance, this why I something. I love this advert. It's so nice to see movement artists being included, but who created that? Mm. You know, it's like or just this not deserve a credit and. Every, I'm so, I'm quite lucky. Like everyone that I'm working with, I have a very open conversation at the beginning of the project and explain like what my requirements are. Mm. And some people look at it as like, God, Liam is so um, what, entitled, but it's like, no, but then it's like, okay. So once you, once you place the facts there, I'm like, is that your defense mechanism? Because I'm introducing something that's new to you that you're not aware of, mm. or is it because I'm being a dick? because we know it's not because I'm being a dick because mm. I'm actually very well put together and I love everybody and I want everyone to feel great and incredible, including you, my producer. So let's yeah. talk about it and make you understand a different way that you're obviously not used to. Yeah. And that's fine. But like, I'd love you to understand it from my side so you can understand how they can maybe make people feel. Yeah. And then we can work and, better. <laughs> yeah. And I, I've only had one really bad experience with that which is this written warning and it became a horrendous experience for me on a project um but everyone else since then have been very very oh my god i never thought of it like that or mm. oh 100 of course because we all respect each other yeah and this is what i mean about composure it's about respect and communication rather than like you know like yeah. going for someone yeah biting yeah. back but i also understand when people go for it because it is it's very very difficult and it, it takes a lot and even even in those situations, like with that situation I was talking about earlier with the dancer, we had a very open conversation. I let them know how it made me feel. Mm. There was an apology. We apologized to each other. We're a community. 
we are here for each other and we made it work out so I never hold any grudges or I never not book that person again you know it's it's not like that for me it's just it's just an understanding mm. and a lot of time it's it's learning it's learning experiences it's like yeah. the thing that we do is so tough it's like and I I say this when I you know especially engage with people who aren't performers and stuff and they're like oh why why do you find it why do you get so passionate about stuff and I'm like but our job isn't just a job it's everything we've ever worked for it's we mm. eat you know it's our biggest love so when something small goes wrong it feels so big because it's such a huge part of you know your life is such a huge thing that you've worked yeah. for decades to try and sure in our case decades but I, I would always say like live in that live in that and be kind to yourself with that mm. like it's don't live on a, a a live wire waiting to blow oh of like, course no yeah no. it's like what i'm saying because that's, I think some that's young why we're, are we're so like passionate that. about it because it's not yeah. like when our tesco's and i don't give a shit about this i just can't wait to get home yeah you know, no offense to tesco's but um yeah. that that's how i see it it's like sometimes we're so passionate about it and we care so much that yeah. that that passion takes over because I always, you know, when you're passionate about something, I always say your biggest strength is your biggest weakness. Yeah. So if you can show lots of passion and love and positivity, that also means you probably have the ability to show the other. Yeah. <laughs> like, 100%. you know, yeah. like that's me. I'm a very passionate person. So if I love something, I tell that I love it. I'm like, yeah. I eat, breathe and sleep it and I love it. But then once it's the other way, it's like that passion works the other side, right? It's all, I think, interlinked. Yeah. that your your biggest strength is also come back far on you because then you're passionate about it if you're yeah. not happy yeah for sure or you're passionate about it if you are happy yeah um do you have a favorite job that you've done because um, my favorite job that i've seen that of yours was the film yeah because i i uh loved it yeah rocket man Oh, Rocket Man. No, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rocky. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. That's the one. <laughs> That's like, oh, I Rocky love Man. Rocket Man. It wasn't me, yeah. though. No, Bohemian Rhapsody. He did great. And yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody um, was great. Obviously, a very new experience. Uh, and I love doing that. Um, I, I, like I said, I don't know. Favorite thing. I, I honestly don't know. It's boring. I don't know. Because mm. like some of my favorite things, like I obviously I've worked a lot with MTV when I was with AMCK and some of those jobs were my favorites because it was like a group of like 20 of us in Malta at a pool party. Yeah. You know what I mean? So really, that's my favorite job. Sounds, am I sounds like executing, a good time. Yeah. Mm. Am I executing my creative mind to its full extent? Probably not. But am I like... Having a blast. Have I got my best mate on my shoulders while... Yeah she's got a bottle of Ciroc in her hands yes so it's very like what is my favorite that's already thing? my favorite one <laughs> you know, like, I take it know. back it's not Rocket Man or Bohemian Rhapsody yeah um dancing I mean it was a tour but it was like a theater tour but it was a tour because I met like some of my best 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 friends there mm. and I slept on a bus with them for like two months was it like the most creative job that I've ever done? No, but I got to work with Sean Cheeseman, who I love. Mm. And I met people that are in my life forever now. I would do anything for them. Because um, you've got like the hype jobs, you know what I mean? Like, what's your favorite job because of the hype, because of the name? Yeah. But was it your favorite experience? Probably not. Like, I remember working for an artist that I really wanted to work with. 
and I had to lift her and I had to go to a physio for like a month after because she got my back out. So was it my favourite job? Absolutely not because yeah. it ran me up in physio ed bills. But was it the job that I told everyone because it was a big name? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't my favourite job though. Well, that's, <laughs> that's why I like, that's why I like asking it. Cause you know, I've had, <laughs> you know, students and people ask me all the time, like, oh, what's your favourite job? And I always go panto and they're like, what? And I'm yeah. like, yeah. I got paid and I had the most fun every day. And but this laughed. is what I say. This is what I say about um, me being a yes man. Obviously, there are some things that I wouldn't do now because I'm like, I don't feel like I would be able to execute that to the best level or I wouldn't feel happy doing that. But it's not because I'm like turning my nose up like I'm not doing that. That's not that's not why I'm doing it. It's because I feel like I wouldn't be able to. I would. Do you know what? I'd always recommend a choreographer that I think would be better mm. if I don't think that it's right because I think this that's something that I don't like about my job is feeling shit or feeling like I don't do a job well. Um, but that's why I always do everything that, especially when I was younger, I just did everything because I was like, I used to have more fun dancing in the shopping centre in Milton Keynes for skin than I did for an X Factor performance, you know, because I was so nervous. I was so stressed. I remember being like in my first position and turning to bloody Adrian Gass going, what's the first move? like my heart in my throat like panicking yes the rush after when you look at your phone and you've got like 10 messages from school friends that said oh my god i just saw you on x factor feels great but like mm. did i enjoy myself a lot in that probably not i enjoy myself in a twin bedroom with one of my mates like yeah all us going us going to pizza express in i don't know leads yeah. do you know what i mean they're my favorite jobs it's experiences and that's why going back to what I said about when you're on a job and you're feeling like that there's a good thing of us having an exposure to what we deserve, but also like, don't let it ruin your experiences because those jobs suddenly become very, very different when all you're looking for is cracks, mm. you know, in the system. Like if you, they, these are the experiences that kind of made me love this profession is the social interaction that you have and the, the freedom of feeling great. Mm. And, um, enjoying like the scenarios that you're in living the living in the moments with these people and creating great relationships with people um yeah it's those things that are my favorite yeah do you uh what would you what do you look for in a dancer when you're looking for someone to hire obviously besides being ultra talented and professional yeah are there any specific um, qualities that you like? yeah technically as a dancer um like I'm not very like groovy, mm. if that makes it groovy, not like, like groovy is in like grooves. Like I'm, yeah. I'm very not, much. Not, a, not like groovy, baby. Yeah. Like groovy, <laughs> baby. Lol, groovy. Love that word. I used to have a club at primary school called the groovy gang. Nice. Lol. I, 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 I sell jumpers for my mentorship program saying if you ain't grooving, you ain't moving. There we go. <laughs> um, but technically, as a dancer, I look for somebody that is very composed, very um, clean, um, uses their space well, um, is very um, aware of their body and shapes. I like isolation. I like um, strong core. I like uh, cleanliness um, and performance. I don't like um, so much like over exaggerated performance space or um, like, like for instance, my, my, a lot of my inspiration is fashion, right? So a lot of my movement, I think choreographically is with the upper body is with shoulder is with like 
lines of your profile and fingers and hands it's that that's the kind of way i am choreographically so all of those qualities in a dancer um are very important to me and also like performance i like everything looking very polished and clean and almost like a a picturesque moment that you could take a photo at any time and not everyone's like jumping around doing their own free thing for me creatively i love watching it but for me creatively i i feel like anxiety if everyone's doing their own thing i like it feeling like your energy comes from like your heart through your face and your performance rather than your physical movement mm-hmm. so technically as a dancer that's what i like um and someone that can tell a story and i know that sounds like very dramatic but um i really like i love technical dancers that do my choreography um that have a bit of edge obviously i can't have just like a solidly ballet trained person because their the movement doesn't sit in their body well but i like someone that has like a technical background of like a modern or a istd or something because they know where all your their placement is and that's very yeah. um attractive to me as a choreographer mm. um and as a person again just someone that is very light um we're in it like i i just want my i think my 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 main goal as a choreographer is to make everybody feel the best they've ever felt even catherine like from amck i haven't represented by her for like three years now i think but even the other day she messaged me she's like liam like your slogan should just be like making people feel the best they've ever felt because she's like we'll watch things and be like i can feel that what you're doing for people I and I think that. that's such an important thing for me is like making every single dancer when they're performing that choreography feel like the baddest they've ever felt in such a good way. Mm. So it's like, I need that energy of like feeling open. Cause I might go, can you fall on the floor and crawl for two eights? And so like some dancers are like, uh, what? I want that dancer that is like on the floor already, like mm. crawling. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like an open, open environment that you feel very like, trusting and that we're we're in an experience together someone that's positive and just loves what they do and is willing and and ready to push themselves yeah rather than like this is what i do and this is the artist that i am i get that as well 100 mm-hmm. but for me in a creative process in the room that that energy doesn't vibe with me very well because it's about us not just one as an individual and i respect that 100 but it's just not what ties well with my energy is somebody mm-hmm. that is very restrictive and being like this is the artist that i am and this is what i do respect but like i want to create an experience mm-hmm. as a collective but today i need you to do this <laughs> yeah and like even when I, I like i i always call even when i'm like pitching an idea i will call it like a collective mm-hmm. even for me like i'm like oh dancers uh this is like i like everyone calls me ll right so it's like oh this is like an ll collective like a collective of faces and diversity and everything that you could possibly want and energies that have created this beautiful masterpiece that is going to be presented for you as a client or a brand or a, an artist you know it's a collective everything is a collective mm. no, someone that it. is open to that that's what i look for anyway i love that i love that it's especially that catherine message is still saying you know, you know. Make everyone feel good like that's dope because even yeah. as the dancer that's the kind of person that you want to work for mm. you know because even that isn't all that's quite rare to find yeah it's always been my way and i think there are so many people that do that i think i i worked a lot for um paul roberts when i was a young dancer and i messaged him the other day he messaged me for my birthday and i said like he really helped mold me into the man i am today 
because I remember whenever I was in a room with him, he would just have the most generous, kind energy. And um, it really just made me feel always very confident and like I would do anything. Like if he asked me to scream at the top of my lungs, I would just do it because he made me feel so safe and so protected. And I was like, wow, this is how I always want to treat my dancers. I don't like feeling like I'm on edge. Like if I put one foot wrong, I'm going to get screamed at. That is like the most horrendous feeling ever. And I don't like that feeling either. No. And we all know what choreographers do that. You know, I think they have kind of like this older generation now. They're not really around, but um it's like a, I, I never, I, I felt like that from choreographers and shade, but like American choreographers predominantly, mm-hmm. I always felt like a very, very, not, there was not really many, there's not any UK choreographers I can say, but with some American choreographers, when I was dancing, I remember used to feeling like a ball in my throat that I, if I did anything wrong, do you know what I mean? It was like a yeah. lump, like of anxiety, like I would be so scared. And that's why even with the auditions and, I've been so lucky with representation in my part, like in my career, because even when I do those things like auditions, like I would always say, like, I want to make everyone feel super relaxed and confident. Even if we're rushed for time, then I teach less choreo. Mm. So if it's we, not, if we only have, if you, we only have, them. yeah, if we only have this minute, then if we only have like half an hour to teach this group of 200 people, I'm only going to teach four eights mm. because then we can see the best of them, you know, and let's make everyone feel really good. And, it's always been a very, very mutual interaction. And if anything, um, being signed to MSK for so long, that that was always the Ben, Aisha, Catherine, that was always the way that we wanted to go in those situations just to make everyone feel good. And that's always been the way for me too. And it's just something now I don't even have to speak to anyone about it. And that's mm. this is how I want to treat it because this is how we're it's how we're doing it. There's no yeah. other, there's no other option now. I love it. Um, I ask every dancer-based kind of choreographer person this. Um, it's fun. There's no right or wrong answer. If aliens came from outer space, every time I say it, everyone frowns and goes, aliens. If they came from outer space and they've got this gun zapper and they hold it to your Liam's head and they go, you have to give us one human, which is a representation of dance for Earth. Otherwise, I'm going to blast you and you're all going to disappear forever. Who would you give them? Oh my god! And it can be any genre, any style. It's just got to be a representation of dance for you. Who would you sacrifice to save the planet? Um, Bob Fosse. Nice, nice. Yeah. That was quite quick. Lots of people really take their time and struggle with that one. Yeah, I I feel really inspired by him. I've always loved. I love everything mm. and it's the composure of movement. Everything is very, I, I think I've taken a lot of inspiration from him and growing up watching him. I, do you know what? I'm ne- I've never been like a Michael Jackson guy or a Marty Kadelka guy. Like, mm. it's just not me. Mm. Like I would say like Bob Fosse because yeah, I, I don't know. It's just a very different movement language yeah. from what I'm, what, who I am. So yeah, I feel confident in that answer. I like that answer. So no yeah. one's given it before. I've had some yeah. same, same similar answers, but I enjoy that one. Yeah. T- uh, Teresa Espinosa gave Prince. I was like, okay. Mm. She was like, yeah, because she worked with him quite a lot back in the day, and she was like, oh, like put music on and he dances like that. Is yeah. Just, there's no thought. It's just movement, and you're like, yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. And it's very dope. nice. 
I like hearing people's answers because you go, okay, and it makes sense a lot about the person or well, it's, it's very preferential, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. that's why there's no it's, right it's very... or wrong answer. You yeah, yeah, learn about no, I the love person. that. Yeah, no, I love that. Dude, thank you so much for spending this oh, time. Oh, it's a pleasure. Me. I'm very grateful. Thank you for your oh, wise I'm very grateful. words. Oh, mate, always. It's been very nice to be asked. Thank you so much. Oh, of course, of course. I've been slacking massively with the podcast. I was like, 2021, I'm going to because 2020 i did kill it a little bit i had i did loads of great ones and then i was like i'm yeah. gonna do so many and then i ended up teaching like six days a week and getting a puppy and you know you're like ah <laughs> yeah ah where do i find time to do just not nice stuff like this so yeah. it's been a struggle so thank you so much for oh it's my pleasure thank you for having to me. me i hope everything goes well your end i can't wait to thank see you. your dream project come to life yeah on the big screens um or wherever it is yeah and uh Thank you for being amazing. It's a pleasure to welcome. catch up with you. And, Thank uh, you. and hopefully, you, mate. hopefully I'll see you soon. Cheerly the yeah. poolside or something. There we go. <laughs> Take it back 11 years, son. In it. Thank you, mate. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Take, Take care. Bye. All the rest. Bye.